0: Hello and welcome. This is another edition of Spirit Wars Bash Log Report, the Basham Report, of December 2013. Today is the 14th day. It has been an exciting day in the spirit, and I have a lot of things to report. I have a lot of questions to try to answer and to try to explore, and I do not record these recordings as if I know all the answers, but I know a bunch of questions, so I'd like to ask them and hopefully the Lord will somehow just fill in all the answer, because we have the Word of God and we have a lot of unusual Word of God that you don't usually find. That's why it's called unusual. And um, it's going to be kind of a, a lot of stuff here, but my main question is, who... Are the children of David. And this is kind of concerning some mantles, some very special and very unknown treasures of the spirit world that hardly a Christian has ever dared to obtain. So in any case, without any further ado, let us begin our quest into the future. Alright, now without any further ado, let us begin. Um, The children of David, as far as I know, are, or were, a called out elite troop of Christians who lived by faith, who believed in any crazy new thing that God showed them, and would just try anything to spread the message of the gospel, and to wage the spiritual warfare and prepare for the end time the days when the Antichrist would reign and rule over the earth in his one government new world order dictatorship of the mark of the beast totalitarian system that just controls everything and everybody and etc. Unfortunately, the people that I knew that believed that now they're all just going back to seminary and just trying to just get by and trying to get a career again, which it's not easy to do that when you dropped out, but they're trying their best. Um, you, you know, you slide all the way down the mountain to the bottom, and then you try to climb up some mountain and don't feel bad if it takes a long time to climb up the mountain. This world's idea of success, that sinking rat hole of infested termite rotten let me add a a bunch more disgusting adjectives for when i think of this world system you know i hear every time i go and talk to somebody and i just hear them say, well what are you doing and this somebody being a former or still a child of david i don't think people lose their status just because they have some crisis of faith but Say, well, what are you doing to get your career going? What's your plan? And the other day I couldn't help myself and I was just like, I don't know who I said this to even. I just remember being like, plans are for losers. (laughs) Trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life after you lived by faith and you had these ideals and a vision that encompassed not just this era, but just thousands of years of future and all of eternity in the universe. And then you've succumbed to, I've got to get a job and just join the two-dimensional systemites. I just feel sorry for you. And perhaps you will find a job and be happy for your little miserable last couple decades of your life. But, you know, we're still in a war here. And I think deep down you know that it's still happening. It's not over. In fact, nothing is over. As Rambo said... Nothing is over, and uh, people are dying. We're entering into a new phase of the combat, and rarely a soul knows which way is up anymore. So it's it's good. I think it's good that people are going into the world and just getting out there. You know, I think. I mean, I was literally just pushed back into university, and I'm in my fourth year now. I don't know how I did that, but, uh, after being in the family and, and the children of David contingent and it's interesting, it's like you, you just find yourself out there and, and you just meet people and God does these miracles. And I'm not even, I, I do these recordings almost like therapeutically to kind of get my faith out there somewhere, you know, I want to, I want to find disciples my vision and my mission is still I want to win souls I don't want to just get souls I want to get disciples I want to find those people that are going to serve God until they die and that are just going to be all out wholehearted fiery blazing furnaces of passion for Jesus so if you feel in your heart that you're one of those people then I am calling you to be a disciple for Jesus this is This is your call. Eternity and immortality and discipleship. Take it's yours. As they say in the movie, Troy. And I'm praying because it's late and there are people sleeping in this apartment. I've noticed that people are, it's, it's so amazing where God is leading people. The people that I know, the children of David there's no more religion. There's no more shepherds. There's no more managers. There's no more WS. There's no more GNs. There's no more dictatorship. It's all up to you and your faith. And I just see people being led into the most amazing places and just set up in these new situations that they would have never imagined. And I include myself into that. And uh, I just want to hold on to my faith. You know, I, th- I believe that God has a plan. And it's not because everything failed that we are where we are. But I I do hold in question the mantle of David and the heritage of the children of David. And I do ask, is it dependent on people that knew David, the, the person, the Mo Letters, which were so controversial And hard to digest for anybody that wasn't there. It was almost like a, you had to be there kind of thing. You had to see the love and the reality and the the anointing of the spirit. And um, if you weren't there, I can't blame you for just being like, what the heck is wrong with you? Why do you believe in this insane stuff? Because I'm going to be honest with you, it is insane. But... I just wish there were more insane people out there because I'm getting bored of people that are just like, well, I've got my little thing and I'm trying to do this. You know, I I like the people that are like looking forward to seeing Jesus. I hope I get to see him. I believe I'm going to see Jesus someday before I die. I just really, I want to be around those kind of people. And I just posted a video by Ian Clayton and I really believe that Ian Clayton is an example of what it means to be a child of David. To believe in new revelations and new wine and to have these new teachings and doctrines not to start a religion but to follow God now because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And as my friend Aspen keeps repeating and I'm going to do an interview with Aspen soon he's a former antichrist soldier it was returned to the lord's army and now he's testifying of god's work in his life and uh, he's been fighting a a real heavy spiritual warfare so pray for him but he, he kept repeating to me this one night he said michael the spirit the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy and i was kind of like okay But then I realized that is really important just to know that getting into the Lord's spirit now for today, hearing from God now, that is the testimony of Jesus. That is his word today. Otherwise, you could just be a Baptist preacher just passing out tracts until you die. And that's that's very noble. But if you want to be into the into the living word of God, you need to hear what God is saying today. And I believe that includes Ian Clayton. I believe that includes Jerry Lee, the Manifester. And um, I believe it even includes people like Alex Jones, who don't consider themselves so holy and Christian. But I really see the anointing on these people that have just... I believe that the the, the real spirit of David, the real children of David... Are those that just separate themselves from the world, serve God, and just let God speak through them at times they're anointed at times they're not anointed, and someday the testimony scroll will be written up of each of these men showing the times where they were and the times where they weren't where they weren't and uh it's just as simple as that, but i I really believe that in that year of 1969 and there's prophecies about this. I'm you know what what the heck? I'm going to read those prophecies. And th- we're going to get into some deep stuff tonight. So hold your horses. Okay, and now this is uh a few hours later. Little cut there and I looked all over the place, all over kingdom come for those prophecies and I just can't seem to get them. I'm going through all the old Mo letters. I'm, it's just a mess. It's like there's hardly any organization to them. Nobody even researches the Mo letters anymore, so you can't blame me. But in any case, the prophecy I was looking for was the one that connected the year 1969 to major events in the Bible, and it should be it should be revisited. In the meantime. I just started from Mo Letter Number One and I'm I'm just gonna read some quotes, man, because it's just they're just so good. In my little little touching upon these old oldie goldies. Oh man, it is it is so appropriate for today. It is this is a day for the spirit of David and the children of David to arise. So here we go. This is uh, a, a wide collection of, of just Mo quotes that I'm going to just blast through. Here we go. So although this night has veered off the course of just pinpointed zero uh, inaccuracy of our topic, we shall just take a little trip down these old years of David and see what is the feeling of revolution, the revolution for Jesus and to know what happened in the year 1969 and where we've come since then. What kind of people out there today are just going into the spiritual dimension, just getting new revelations, uh, journeying deeper and deeper into the kingdom and fighting the new world order on the front lines, you name it. I had my first start into this whole world from these letters. So here we go. Three things that have set the youth apart today are their looks, their economic philosophy, and their religious philosophy. Here, the young people are sick and fed up with what really amounts to a pagan, cruel, whoremongering, false Christianity. They're trying to return to the peace loving religions of old, including ancient Christianity, and the parents will have none of it. So they're turning to peace loving Buddhism and Confucianism. In the absence of any spiritual reality in the hypocritical, fake religions of their parents, be they so-called Christians, their children have, in their pursuit of genuine spirituality and real religion, and the actual supernatural and the miraculous, gone into drugs, into ancient mysticism. Drugs in the spirit world. So who are the rebels? If you mean rebels against the gods or the customs or the looks of the ancients and the economy of the ancients, then the parents are rebels. But if you mean rebels against the recent, modern, plastic, artificial, man-made, gadget-filled, money-crazy, whore-mongering, sex-mad, religiously hypocritical society of the parents of today, yes, we, the youth of today, are rebels and revolutionists, and we want to return to the old, tried and proven ways of our patriarchs and our ancient forefathers. We want to return to the patterns of Noah and Abraham and Moses and the judges and the kings like David and Solomon and the prophets of old. Indeed, the pattern of Jesus Christ himself and his disciples and the martyrs of the church. That's what we want to return to. And we rebel with all that is in us against the so-called civilization of Darwin and evolution and the atheists and the pseudo scientists I would add here the technocrats, And ridiculous contraptions and pollution and unhealthful living, unnatural dress, unnatural appearance, and selfishness of self-destructing capitalism with its hellish wars and fiendish weapons. Who were the rebels? Noah and his family, who refused to conform to the patterns of society of his day and expected it to reign for the first time in history, to destroy it, and to build for themselves the only possible way of escape? or the worldwide society which God destroyed because of its rebellion against him? Who were the rebels? Abraham and his family, because he refused to conform to the law-breaking society of Babylon, the great confusion, and fled the country to find refuge and peace in a strange land? Or the defiant Babylonians of the confusion of Babel? Who were the rebels? Moses and the children of Israel, who refused to bow down to the gods, the devil gods of ancient Egypt, slaves who were stripped, who stripped their masters of their wealth and fled across the Red Sea into the wilderness, or God-defying Pharaoh and the devil-worshipping Egyptians who pursued them and were drowned by an act of God. Who were the rebels, the younger generation of Israel who had the faith to go in and take the promised land away from the giants at the border of Kadesh Barnea, or the older Jews who refused to believe God and preferred to wander another 40 years in the wilderness to their deaths so that only their children were finally permitted to enter into the promised land? Who were the rebels? The backslidden, baal worshiping abomination-ridden older generation of Jews of Gideon's day, or young Gideon, who went out at night and tore down their idols and chopped down their groves and threw down their altars and tried to destroy violently their false religious system with his own hands at the bidding of the angel of God. Who was the rebel against God, Gideon or his society in which he lived? Man, baby, this is hot stuff. Who were the rebels? The God-hating Philistines who try to destroy the pitiful little so-called uncivilized tribes of Israel in the mountains. Or Samson and his kind who are willing to sacrifice their lives to destroy the temples and the gods and the idol worshippers of Philistia. Every revival or reformation or revolution, they've always been called the rebels. But they're not the rebels, it's the society in which they were living. That were the true rebels, the rebels against God. Who was the rebel? Young David and his band of malcontents in the cave of Al-Adulam, hunted by the government of the king, or the disobedient, God-disappointing, stubborn Saul, king of Israel. Who were the rebels? Jeremiah, Baruch, Abed-Melech, the Ethiopian, with a message of destruction, of the judgments of God and predictions of their nation's defeat at the hands of its enemies, and their warning to submit or die. Or the God-defying church leaders who put him in bonds And the law-breaking government officials who cast him into prison Who were the rebels, Nehemiah and his Jews Rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem on the orders of the king And in defiance of the local officials and neighboring systems Or the treacherous, traitorous liars, Sanballat and Tobiah The devil's plan is to accuse others of the things he himself is actually guilty of This is so true. I just had a dream about this last night. To accuse the saints of the things for which he is really to blame and to so completely reverse ideas and thoughts and viewpoints that the result is the exact opposite of the truth. Who were the rebels? The carpenter of Nazareth and his odd bunch of long-haired, bearded, robed, and barefooted system-defying disciples were their sanctimonious, hypocritical, God-defying religious persecutors. So many examples where the real rebels were the system, and the so-called rebels were the ones really trying to conform to the will of God. Isn't that so true? Isn't that even more true than it's ever been in history, where we have a self-righteous government going and supporting Al-Qaeda and killing Christians all around the world, and Meanwhile, going back home in the homeland and waving an American flag made in China and saying, we're a Christian country. And people in the system in America just have no clue. They just blindly vote for Giuliani or, or whatever, the Mormon president recently, or whatever you know, idiot Bohemian Grove m- Mason is going to be running for presidency next time. You know, when you're just a minority with God, you're the majority. And the majority is always wrong. So I I do admire Alex Jones and, and patriots for fighting for what little freedom is left in America. But in the end, we know that Jesus is going to come back and it's going to be a dictatorship with a good dictator. And the majority just can't lead. Most people just don't. They don't mean well. And the majority is always just lazy. And even George Washington... This is something they never tell you, is that, like, what was it? Like, it was less than 50%. It was this really sad number that decided to rebel against the British. It was something like 10% that rebelled. And they won. And America became a free country, sort of. And that just shows how much of a minority the heroes usually are. They always are. So just join the the ragtag bunch of disciples and you might be a minority but you've got millions of uh, men in white linen as Ian Clayton would say around you. Millions of angels. Just the whole host of heaven watching you in the grandstand. And then millions coming to assist you. Remember Satan left with one third of the angels And two-thirds still remain. So, it's still a majority in heaven. So, who were the rebels? Oh, look at that. very next thing here. This is so cool. It's It's such a trip into history. A little cycle through the Bible and then into modern history. So... Who were the rebels, the martyrs of the early church, who preferred to die in flames as living torches with their bones crunched by the mouths of wild beasts rather than to bow down to the gods of Rome, or their savage, antichrist, Roman persecuted slaughterers? <coughs> who were the rebels, the God-fearing, courageous reformers and those seeking to return the church to the ways of God and the Bible, such as Savonarola and martin luther savonarola and martin luther and john calvin and tyndale and Knox, penn and wesley and the host of others who were the rebels <coughs> they or the damnable hellish diabolical fiendish devilish anti-christ anti-god systems against which they rebelled rather than to rebel against god who were the rebels the, um, the early american pioneers who left the horrors of religious tyranny in europe the murderous monarchies of their day to find religious and political peace and freedom in so-called savage America or the so-called God-defying civilizations of the old world from which they fled wow and and this list of historical examples is going to get us right into today but let's finish here and who are the rebels of today really now the poor, grouping, wandering, God ignorant youth of today, with their pitiful endeavors to return to the beautiful and ancient looks, dress, and appearance and customs of cooperative society and peace loving religions of yesterday? Nay, a million yesterdays, or their God forsaking, Bible hating, Antichrist selfish, peace defying, law breaking, man killing parents of today. You say the hippie generation are rebellious, defiant, and law breaking. Seeking the destruction of our society, my friend? If you mean rebelling against the hypocrisy of its religion, defying its unbelief in the supernatural, and seeking to destroy its abominable idols and to return to the God from whence we came, and the godlike customs and appearances and tribalism of our revered patriarchal forefathers, then yes, we are rebels, and thank God for it. But we think in the eyes of God and by the standards of his word... We are the true lovers of peace and love and truth and beauty and God and freedom. Whereas you, our parents, are the most God-defying, commandment-breaking, insanely rebellious rebels of all time. Who are on the brink of destroying and polluting all of us in our world. If we do not rise up against you in the name of God and try to stop you from your suicidal madness of total genocide. And you know what? This This is true. You know, we were so close. It says even the son of man doesn't know the day or the hour that it could all begin and i truly believe that it almost began back in the day back in the hippie days that's where it's sort of like green light it could be the end time 2012 too i just believe that it could be any of these times because literally we have been so close to so many just horrors just nuclear war and Genocide and just total insanity, in which case I believe God would have to intervene and it would just be the initiation of the global government. They could have had the global government with whatever technology they had 40 years ago. I don't think they need computers to run the system, they could do it without it. In fact, computers are making the devil lose even more because now, normal. Nobody is like me can just record anything they want and put it up there and get seen and heard by numerous people. And if we're speaking the truth, then you better watch out. Little, little nobodies like Edward Snowden can become the biggest hot topic that causes all this establishment to just cower in the, behind their desks because of whatever he has encrypted of their secrets in the NSA. So the internet is a, is a, double-edged sword and it's turning against the enemy and they might have all these other weapons and stuff that are way more advanced but you just, they, the devil always underestimates the power of the truth and the ability of just little nobodies to cause big somebodies to to just fall and to pee in their pants alright, man it feels so good man, Mm. Hallelujah. Well, and although I would say that I do respect men and women that fought in the military in World War II generation, and Tom Brokaw said, this is the greatest generation, and uh, I truly believe that the hippie generation was the greatest generation, because they were the ones to try to break free, and at them was aimed the highest amount of mind control weapons and drugs and just you look into wordstock history and what happened there. Man, they were under so much attack and Vietnam was just leveled at them to just try to destroy them completely. And it did. I mean, Vietnam basically destroyed most of the good people of that generation. So I looked into the eyes of Vietnam vets and I saw pure pain and suffering. World War II vets get to walk around with all this honor. and I'm sure they got a lot of uh, enough, you know, uh, just pats on the back to to bless them, to to not feel so bad. But Vietnam vets were the Rambos of our generation, the previous generation, my parents' generation. And I I truly honor them as the greatest generation, no matter what Tom Brokaw says greater than their parents. All right, let's, let's continue here. To hell with your devilish system. May God damn your unbelieving hearts. It were better that a millstone be hung around your neck and you be cast into the midst of the sea than to have caused one of these little ones to stumble. You were the real rebels, my dear parents, and the worst of all time. God is going to destroy you and save us as we rebel against your wickedness deny your ungodliness, break your unscriptural traditions, and destroy your idolatrous system in the name of God Almighty. And in the words of God through Jeremiah, to root out, to break down, and destroy the damnable doctrines and delusions of the devil, and to build and to plant the beautiful Christ-loving kingdom of peace. And you cannot stop us, for God is with us, and not with you, for you are the real rebels against God. And everything godly, including his kingdom of peace. Repent or perish in the hell on earth you, our parents, have created, not us. Because of your unbelief, not one of you will enter into the promised land of heaven on earth. But we, your children, have found faith in the God you denied us and are determined to enter in despite, in spite of you, in spite of your rebellion against God. You are the real rebels. We are his followers, and you are so blind, you cannot even see it. May God have mercy on your rebellious souls. Whew, man, this is 1970, and it was flaming. Prophecy given immediately afterward. For truly, this is a wicked and adulterous and rebellious generation, which I shall destroy, in order that I might save their children from the sins of their fathers. Truly, they have rebelled against me and cast aside and have thrust away my word and have fought against me and have defied me and broken my commandments, the commandments of Moses my servant, and would have none of me. But I that sit in the heavens shall laugh in the day of their calamity, and I shall have them in derision in the day of their destruction. Have I called, and they would not answer? And I pled, and they would not hearken. Behold, I stretched forth my hand all day long, and they heeded it not. Therefore shall they die in their own sins For they have destroyed themselves And therefore they shall perish For indeed they rebelled against me Their creator But these shall remember me In the days of their youth And these I shall remember In the hour of their distress When the evil days come saith the Lord Whew, okay, that's enough for me I'm going (laughs) It's two o'clock in the morning Hallelujah We'll see what happens, you know they were ready for everything to begin then, and I think we should be ready for everything to begin now. And if it doesn't, well, our children will be ready. And let me just say this. Ian Clayton, I listened to his latest thing this morning, and I love Ian Clayton. I love his revelations. I just posted his latest thing on my channel. It's the last video. Worth listening to. If you think it's bizarre, then just live with it. It's the, the Bible's bizarre. He talks about these different baptisms that we need to be baptized into and I, I believe that one of the baptisms I am being baptized into right now is the one of unity I'm finding myself more easily just like in one, in oneness with my brothers of all ages groups, levels, denominations I just I feel more love for my fellow Christians than ever before Still sinner, still lazy, still out of it, but, you know, I feel like that's one thing I'm going through. He mentioned that it's one of the new baptisms. He's like, there's nine baptisms, and we'll see. But interestingly enough, one of the baptisms he mentions is the baptism of Moses, which, I mean, go figure, you know. Um, One of the great names of our days, David Flynn, who should be a saint, he is a saint, talked about moses being one of the end time prophets and uh he might not be so far off there i i really believe that there is something to the whole revelation of moses in our day and although we're talking about david on this i think that really the key of david is just the ability to live out of the future today so you're living out of your destiny instead of whatever you are right now you know you're in prison you're an alcoholic you're uh, whatever sinner you're, you know, uh, you're, you're, homosexual, but God has a destiny for you in the future and you're living out of the future and it doesn't matter what you are today. It's what God's plan is for you. That's what you're living out of. And that's what really being a child of David is all about. So, uh, God just meets us where we're at, you know, it, it, say you are a homosexual or alcoholic or a murderer or whatever, God is going to just come and be right next to you through Jesus and just love you. And, and then he'll work it all out in the future. But don't live in the sin. I mean, do your best to repent of it and try to turn to righteousness. And, but if you stumble and fall, just live in the vision of what God has for you and just the limitlessness of the world of god the kingdom the universe of god his plan for you is so big it doesn't fit on earth it's just incredible i've caught just little glimpses of it i somebody asked me like how do you get spirit trips well i'm not so spiritual i just sit down and get prophecy and then ask god to just give me any any vision and i should ask for you know little i want to meet jesus you know i want to see him with my own eyes but uh spirit tripping is is really what he puts in your heart it's like little little visions of his of his kingdom and he works with you he speaks your language he speaks through you so anyway i'm going to stop here thank you lord and this has been, Who are the Rebels? Who are the Children of David? That's, that should be the title of this. But oddly enough, I ended up reading Who are the Rebels, so there might be some reason for that. Anyway, God bless you. In Jesus' name. Be a disciple for Jesus. Be his bride. Be saved. Follow him till you die. That's my career plan. How are you. Goodbye.